With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gallagher Shots podcast and YouTube channel. Uh, we are back for another match reaction. It is myself, Chris, your host today, joined by Ian. It is just the two of us. Uh, we will make this one short and snappy, hopefully. Uh, one thing, Newcastle weren't yesterday. Snappy, Ian. Um, but we'll, we'll, we're just going to jump straight in. And we're going to go through the starting 11, first of all, because the starting 11, finally, we get to talk about this. Um, and Eddie Howe has now got decisions ahead of him if he's got players available unlike obviously just before the Christmas period and, and throughout the Christmas period where you could guess the starting 11 and uh, we saw uh, three changes I believe it was um possibly four can you remember um let's go through that so we'll start with it so we'll start with goalkeeper yeah carry us in for Dubravka Dubravka had a illness so he wasn't there uh, you also had uh, Dan Byrne being replaced by Tino, but still a back four. You also had Barnes being replaced by Isaac. That was the three, yeah. That was the three. Yes. Um, so, let, let, let's talk about, because the, the main talking point which we've had have over the previous few weeks is the likes of Dan Byrne's performance. There's a lot of fans criticising him and, and being for at fault for a lot of goals and positioning. A lot of uh, fans and include myself as wanted Tino to be given that chance at left back. Rumours started circulating a couple of hours before kickoff um, at the Emirates Stadium, though, to say that Newcastle would potentially be going with a back five. Um, I thought Eddie Howe would have went that way. I wish he kind of had of now, <laughs> um, but um, I was expecting Dan Byrne just to go in to centre back, and, and we we'll have three centre backs, trips on the right hand side, and Tino coming in on the left. And he's still got that the attack and flanks as you, you could put it with, with Tino and, and Trips pushing on. Were you shocked to see it's still a back four? Yeah, massively. I think not not so much from a, a protection point of view. I, I genuinely thought he, he would have just 
done the same back four and, and not dropped Dan Byrne. Um, but for him to, to drop him completely, um, I think the second option would have been what you said, put Tino left back, move Dan Byrne inside. But I was quite surprised to see Dan Byrne dropped completely. But if I'm honest, I think for for Dan Byrne himself, I think it's it was probably needed just to take him sort of out of the, the from under the microscope, so to speak, and ease the pressure on sort of the fans, like getting on his back a little bit and like the the Dan Burns situation. Just kind of take him out of spotlight. Yeah, uh, like the Dan Burns situation for me. He's he's obviously capable of, of playing there. He was he played in the the best defense or the joint best defense in the league last season. Yeah, he's obviously he's went he had that injury. And best he touched on it on um, all the smiling faces. He's probably come back. He didn't have the most pace in the world anyway. He's probably lost a yard or two. That in combination with getting zero protection from the the midfield three and and what someone touched on the lack of a, like a, a sweeper keeper. Um, he's being it, that isolates the defense completely anyway. But then looking at the lack of pace and. Yes, he can play left back. For me, he's not a natural left back. Um, and so the like you say, the spotlight has been on him time and time again when we've been targeted. So I was I was I think how does trust him though, and I think he, he, he has a good relationship with him, and that's maybe why he's given him so many chances. So I was quite surprised to see him drop out, but I think it it, it was probably a benefit to him um more mm. more than anything. If we look at the, the other changes, obviously. Dubravka missed through illness, which is obviously he wasn't dropped. Um, a lot of people are saying that he had been dropped before a game, but not the case. Um, so so Carrius comes in. It was Carrius' second Premier League start, I believe it was, um, for, for ourselves. Obviously, he got the Carabao run out Cup game as well. Uh, I'm sure there was a stat that came up and said it might have just said his second Premier League starts in X amount of years. The last one might be Liverpool, to be fair. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure I said on Match of the Day this morning it was something like. 2020s, his last Premier yeah, League start. Yeah, um, right. By all accounts, I thought the first half, obviously I know we conceded two goals in the first half, but he, he made some really good saves. Um, and what, what I like, I thought about the, the Carabao Cup final is he, he didn't get a lot of sort of time on the ball either in his hands or on his feet, so he couldn't sort of ease himself into the game, whereas yesterday, albeit we conceded after 10 minutes, but I think they had maybe two or three chances before that. And he looked, mm. he looked to have a bit of confidence. Um, and f- like I say, for all for all it's worth, I thought he probably was the best player, which is a little bit telling considering he hasn't played in literally a year. Um, the poor lad had two games featuring Chelsea <laughs> United, and both of those were, were kind of backed against the wall performances. Uh, um, so, so it is a shame. Um, I, you know what is? I, I think Carrius is, is is a decent keeper from. Obviously, the time which we've seen him at Liverpool, I know people hold on to the mistakes that he made uh, against Real Madrid, I believe yeah. it was. Had a couple of clangers, like, um, but for a third choice keeper, he, he's he's great. He's, he's great for a third choice. Um, other change was obviously Bonds uh, was replaced from, from Isaac. Obviously, a, a shift in formation as well. Gordon went back onto the left hand side, hence why, why Bonds has been dropped for Isaac. Um, bit of a risk starting Isaac, but we know what Isaac's muscle injuries can be like. Ian, um, I was unbelievably shocked to see him start that game. Yeah, I was. I thought it maybe he's a, a break, break glass in case of emergency kind of thing. Um, I was mm. surprised to see him start. The only thing I can think of is he wants minutes in his legs because he he is literally the only mm. striker. Um, with his pace as well, maybe it was a, a plan to try and hit them on the counter if we could break. Whereas Barnes, not 
not as quick. Um, and obviously, mm. given if you started Barnes and then Gordon is that sort of false nine, Isaac trumps Gordon in terms of he's a natural sort of uh, finisher. Um, mm. But yeah, I was in, in terms of of that. I, I was quite surprised in seeing him start, and I thought he may, maybe he would have got, I don't know, half an hour off the bench or something, similar to Willock. But yeah, um, that was one uh, of the we, positives. You, you mentioned Willock, yeah. Great positive seeing Willock back yeah. on the bench. Obviously, we'll, we'll get on to what happens later in the game as well. Uh, but great to see Willock. I, I'm a huge fan of Joe Willock, and I think he's a type of player that you don't realise how good he is until you see him back yeah. on the field of play. Um, yes, he can be sidelined, and you, and you just think, oh, you're just missing. But when he's playing, you really you notice the difference. The kind you, of player, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. He carries with an extra sort of 30, 40 yards up the pitch. When I don't feel the midfield three that we've got at the moment can do that, so that mm. that has been missing massively. Um, yeah. And it, so, but yeah, it was it was great to see him back. And obviously, we'll touch on on his performance a little bit later. Let Let's dive into the game itself. I think if you had asked either of us before kickoff what we were expecting from the game, we would have probably been the same way of thinking. A lot, just like many other Newcastle fans. Yes, we did do a match preview as well, where the four lads discussed that, and and everybody had Newcastle down for a defeat, which which is understandable. Um, and and obviously the the run that Arsenal have been on, the the, the scoring goals for fun, honestly, yeah. um, <laughs> and they're just taking teams and just bending them over the knee and, and giving them a good old spanking. And that's exactly what we got last night as well. Um, the the first half, uh, just to summarise the first half, that that was painful to watch at times. I was expecting it to be backs against the wall and Forrest to be defending against the lives. But at half time, um, TNT put a, an average position of Newcastle players on the screen. The furthest player ahead was Almiron and he was still in his own half. Yeah. Um and Isaac was playing in like some sort of a defensive midfield rules at times and and it was such a pain to to watch and and I know a lot of people referred it to similar what we've seen under Steve Bruce before. Um, you, you're going to get these games against Arsenal. It shows you the the gulf between the two yeah. sides. Um, and and it it as much as I hate saying it. Last year, yes, we were fantastic. Last year, nobody can take us that away from us. I'm not going to say it was a fluke, but we overperformed to a, to a massive, massive standard. Oh, huge. And anybody that, that disagrees with us, fine, you can't do that. Just let, let one know why you why you think you, you've got a different opinion um, on that matter. But for me, yesterday just highlighted the complete, like like I said, gulf between the two sides. We'll, we'll, we'll start with, with, with their first goal and... It's just errors all over the shop. We'll, we'll concede three corners within the first couple of minutes of the game. We just can't get the ball at one half. Then the, the first goal that that is taken from from corner position one, once again. And the defence are just an absolute shambles. Um, but Botman, Sven Botman tries to clear it, completely misses the ball. Um, it's, oh, who's it? That, that swings at it. From, is it Livermento? Yeah, Tino swings at it, then... As he swings at it, a ball bounces, then hits Botman's knee, then just just drifts over the line, slightly over the line, and his goal line technology that that clarifies that with the referee. But first of all, it's it's a decent save from yeah, Carriers. really good save, point blank, um, mm. really quick in in terms of his reflexes, and then obviously I know it, this is looking at hindsight and us having the the benefit of seeing it like after it's happened, but when you look at after the sort of the, the second ball, there's literally no Arsenal player around. I think there's 
there's Carriers and three Newcastle defenders. Yeah. They're all sort of, I just think they just panic. Um, I think they're waiting for the other person to, to put the foot through it. Yeah. Um, and then they realise there's been no contact. We'll try it and they just panic and it's a, it's just a calamity of a goal. And mm. to be honest, it's it's indicative of how we've been. We just look so lacking in confidence. I think that first half, like you said, in terms of the average positions, I think we had one touch in their their box in the first half. They had 37 or something ridiculous like that. It was literally just like a, a training drill where attack versus defence, as soon as defence have it, ping it back to the attack and they'll go again. Like We just couldn't deal with their press. And this, this, as much as I, I dislike Arsenal, I dislike Arteta, they are great. They're a really good phenomenal footballing mate. team. They were phenomenal yesterday. Like the, Their pressing was, was so intense and it wasn't just one or two. It was very similar to what we were doing to teams last season where they were hunting in packs and then forcing mistakes and then... When the when they actually got the ball in and around the box, it was just like little one one touch passing and popping it round the corner, and we were literally for the first half were chasing shadows, like couldn't get near them. And, and like I say, it's it's taking nothing away from Arsenal. I think we were very very poor. I think, but Arsenal were just another level yesterday. And it goes back to what you were saying, like we were classed as right. Like I know obviously we weren't in a title race last season, but we we're up and up and around Arsenal for a good yeah. period of time. And looking at where we are now, I think I think we we are playing at our level, unfortunately. And I know I've, obviously I'll probably get pelters for it, but realistically, we're we're not a top four side. We've we've got top four, some top four quality players, but we're probably where we should be, which adds to the frustration of this season for me a little bit. Because if if you had all your players available and and sort of you had the that period over Christmas where you had the opportunity to rotate. We could be pushed on a little bit further, but I think for for where we are at the minute, it's it's probably mm. correct. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's been, it has been such a strange season, and obviously, like you said, a lot of that is down to to the injuries and, and freak accidents, which are happened at the club as well. Um, to, to injure players, broken backs, dislocated shoulders, broken toes, uh, the, the list goes on. Um, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. I think even if those players were available, um. Top four, I think, yes, we'll probably still be challenging for top four, but not be that established team yeah. uh, as such. Um, probably very similar to, 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 to Manu, the, the, the situation Manu find themselves in. The, the, the chase the pack, then they drop a couple, then yeah. they're still always chasing. I think our close competitors right now will probably would be Man United. Um, and head-to-head, we're probably the closest team alongside Newcastle at the moment. Um, but moving on to the second goal, do you know what it is? When I, when I first saw it, Ian... I, th- I thought that was just defensive mistakes once again, which which I wouldn't class necessarily class as a mistake. It was just Arsenal's passage of play there what was absolutely fantastic. It really was. And um, Botman gets caught. Uh, he wasn't sleeping, but you, you, we, we all know but Botman almost doesn't have speed. His heels. Yeah. yeah, doesn't have speed. That that's one thing which he doesn't have. And once again, just like Burn, it has been highlighted in the last handful of games that the defense is unbelievably lacking of any sort of. Uh, pace whatsoever um and, th- and that's all that it is um you- you've got to give credit to arsenal uh, it was a great finish as well um by habits yeah great goal. i think because uh, i always look sort of where where could you have stopped the, that goal coming from um obviously trippier i think is maybe two or three yards deeper than the back four which plays him on and then he's i think he's shouting it might have been share share botman uh to cover i think it was was it 
Martinelli who made the run. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Botman's not watching the ball, but he's, he's sort of watching the flight of the ball. He doesn't get close enough to block the shot. But when I watched that back, it was very it reminded us similar of Ross Barkley's goal against Luton, where Havertz literally has the freedom of the box just to like. And I was thinking, well, who could pick them up? I was thinking Trippier, but Trippier's sort of still pushed out wide. I noticed Longstaff watched him and then got drawn to where the ball was, even though we had two defenders to cut that pass out rather than following the man. But that's that's sort of splitting hairs. It's it was just a really good passage of play by Arsenal, mm. like you said, and and they'd done that time and time again with, without scoring. Um, and obviously we've we've touched on how leaky we are and how many chances we're conceding when you give. Uh, a team like Arsenal with the quality of players they've got, you're going to get punished more often than not. Um, mm. I think going in at 2-0, I personally feel was a, a bit of a let-off. I think they could have had... I was quite relieved, to be fair. Yeah, uh, I think they could have had at least three or four, um, at least. Mm. And I think I think that kind of was... Like, like you say, you kind of seen... Maybe it's not the shackles coming off, but just like a, a little bit of... Almost relief that oh well we are getting beat it's, it's like that's expected and then there was a couple of times maybe in the last five ten minutes of the first half where we got in in behind quite a few times whether that would just be like route one it just seemed like we had a little bit more confidence in what we're doing um, mm. and then the start of the second half I thought we started all right we had that chance with Gordon had a couple of chances in the first half, um, five minutes yeah in the the Isaac chance I must say with Isaac for me. He's a great goal scorer. I think he is a lot more effective on that wide left position, cutting in, just mm. with how he dribbles. I don't think he's a he's a Callum Wilson type player where you can play him as a lone striker. I don't think he's got the build. I think well, he's, his chance that he did get, Ian, he's he's quite central and he takes it to the right, doesn't he? Then, yeah. then he just takes one too many touches where probably there wasn't a, a tiny up like window of opportunity where he could have just touched then hit. And had a shot at goal. Um, obviously, doesn't even get the shot away in the end. He rolls it out to Almiron, I believe it may be. Yes, um, uh-huh. and it's a it's a short pass. It, it it just gets intercepted straight away. But yeah, I think I think we we started the second half a lot. But I mean, it couldn't have got any worse from the first half. Like, but yeah, you need um, to see improvements. Yeah, I think even if I had to see those those chances when it was two 0 and it went to two one, I, I think you would have just seen Arsenal step it up a gear and it would have ended the mm. same anyway. And I think their third goal, for me, that was the most frustrating. Um, it comes again from their press just inside our half. Botman gives it away. And then they've got, it's, I think it's a four on four. They pop it to Declan Rice, who, again, it's just one touch. He makes Cher commit and drags him out of position. And then um, Saka does well to cut in. But it just goes through. It goes through Tino, goes through Botman, goes through Cher, who Botman doesn't take a swing at it. Cher doesn't just it's like what I would swing me left foot like it was right, just hitting that air isn't he just just a very very frustrating he, he, goal to concede you've, you've got to give credit to, to Saka there as well because he puts Tino in knots um, ah. he, he's going on the right he's going on the left and going back and forwards and, and, and Tino's thinking I'm just going to have to try and stop this from, from coming in doesn't even get close um, and, and Saka it's a great finish it really is but like you said there's opportunities still at that point to clear it Fabian should have probably got something on it um, but once again he's just balance is, is off because obviously mm. he's trying to cover it um when it when it got to three i'm, I'm not gonna lie because that was just after the 60 i think it was around about 65th minute thereabouts um i'm worried at that point yeah i think floodgates yeah like i think once they've got the third because even in the first half or so when they got the first two 
constant. They never gave up. They didn't think they had won the game at that point. They just continued. They were relentless. Yeah, you can tell with Arsenal at the minute. They want to score goals. They want to score as many as they possibly can. Um, and it seems like they've got a bit of a point to prove as well to show that they should be up there competing with the likes of Man City and Liverpool in the title race. Um, the the fourth goal um, for Arsenal. I'm not sure. Is that... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Being awarded as an own goal, or has it actually... No, I think it, it was that... No, I think it was that... Because what, what they've judged it as is that... I think is it... I don't know how to pronounce his name. Apologies, any Arsenal fans watching. He's like... Kavor or something. Yeah. The, the Polish, I think he's Polish. Um, his header's going in anyway, but I think it comes off Maggie's hand. Um, mm. And I can't remember. Some, I've seen a comment saying, oh, Carrie should have done a lot better. It's literally the slightest deflection. Yeah, and shift he, your body weight. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's, he's sort of just palmed it up in, into his own net. But I, I was the same as you. I thought it could have ended 6, 7, 8 nils, especially with how. How sort of prevalent in front of goal Arsenal have mm. been, and like you said, it's it's a case of they are proving a point. Obviously, last season they were in a title race and they, they fell away. Whereas mm. now, I feel like, uh, and we've seen it before with Arteta, where he uses sort of things that have happened in previous seasons in certain games to really light a fire under his team's belly. Obviously, you've seen the um, on the Amazon documentary where we beat them two nil. And then the fixture coming back to St. James's Park last season, he used that as, as sort of inspiration. Yeah. He's probably done the same with the, the return fixture where we've, we've scored quite a legitimate goal. Any Arsenal fans that are watching, you can stop crying about it. You've hammered with and, and deservedly so. Um, and I think that's uh, as well that they lost in midweek. Um, so I think they had a point to prove coming into the into this game and, and they've proved it in my opinion yeah. like they were, they were just like head and shoulders above it. before we go through through our goal and the final goal of the game uh, just to, to go through a couple of substitutions Newcastle made um, so so uh, Almiron was replaced by Murphy uh, Barnes came on from Isaac uh, Willick came on from Bruno Bruno's gone through another game without picking up a yellow card um, I think that, that was might quite be his sixth in the row. <laughs> I was quite, to, su- to be honest, I was quite surprised at that. Me and Scott had a little discussion at half time, and I just felt he looked furious with how the whole team was performing. Mm. And I thought he's going to commit a foul just surely out of frustration that he doesn't need to and pick up that booking. But um, seemingly he's come away with it. But 
I don't know when when that cutoff point is. I don't know if there is a cutoff point because I'm, sure just... I'm not sure if there is a cutoff point. To, to be fair, I think it just continues now. Because <laughs> now, now we're just like until sort of Joe Linton comes back or whoever else in the middle comes back, we're just going to be sort mm. of on tenterhooks, just waiting for him yeah. to get booked so he can miss two games. But um, yeah, it was like like we touched on before. It was great to see Joe Willer come back, and obviously yeah. he's, he's he's took his goal really really well coming from the another substitution. In Danburn, yeah, Burn probably around one, and Lascelles for Botman was the other one. Um, so so Burn and and Willa come on and and, and they work well. <laughs> um, Burn Burn look quite, I, I want to say lively, but that's probably not the right word to use. Dan Burn, <laughs> um, but he, he was pushing forward. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was trying his best to get up that flank, uh, and it was working well at times. He put the that that little dink over the top for the assist for for the uh, Joe Willick goal. And do you know what it is? Out of all five goals, I probably think Joe Willis is probably the best one. Um, it, it's a great header. It's absolutely fantastic. I always love to see it. And, and Jordan Pickford is great for doing this, where he looks like he's full stretch as a goal. Yeah. Keeper, but the ball still fast. Yeah. Like absolutely miles away. Yeah. yeah. Just it loops lovely. And it's a, it's a really well taken header. Um, and we, we know he can do that. He obviously went on that run when he was on loan, where he would arrive in the box late and get a lot of goals, a, a lot of headers as well. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see him back. Nice to see him score, and that's a positive. Isaac not picking up an injury is a positive. Um, I thought Dan Byrne, like you said, did a little bit better going forward. He, he did clear one off the line, but, but. to caveat that, <laughs> that came from him. I genuinely don't know what he was doing. Um, dispossessed, but he got back into into, his, into the position and, and, and stopped it going in. So in games like this, it's yes, it's frustrating. Yes, it's. I don't think it's unexpected. Like I, I genuinely thought we would have got absolutely hammered. Four-one um, is probably. I'd say maybe we got off a little bit lately with it just being four-one, but mm. I think score like looks a bit better when we've got a goal, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I think Arsenal were on route to their tenth clean sheet of the season. I think it was tenth right. or eleventh. Um, it's always good to, to ruin a clean sheet for, for a team as well. Not when you've got two uh, Arsenal defenders in your FPL. Absolutely <laughs> furious about that. Well, that's but... your fault. That's your fault. <laughs> you put them in there, mate. Um, um, I, I just want to go over a couple of the, the, the stats as well because we'll, we'll, we'll obviously we'll, we'll touch on how uh, one side of the game was, but when you see it on paper, it really highlights it. Um, so Arsenal had a total of 18 shots at goal, eight of those on target. To Newcastle's three shots and two on target. Um, I, I think we didn't even have a shot at goal in the first half. Yeah. No. Um, if you look at the other way around, though, if you look at likes of fouls, Arsenal committed a hell of a lot more fouls th- than what Newcastle did. Fifteen uh, Arsenal and just the six for Newcastle. Corner kicks. Guess how many corner kicks Newcastle United got? Ian. None. A big fat zero. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal got nine. <laughs> um. Ball possession wise, it, 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 there's not much in it. It's 55%. Uh, really? Arsenal. Yeah, 55 ball possession. That's, a, yeah. that's surprising because literally that first half was mm. just Arsenal camping our half. Yeah, um, it's one of those things, mate. It's, well, we, we all expected it. Um, there's a lot of people getting the knickers of the twist as usual um, from, from, from both sides of things. Still, Newcastle, uh, sorry, still Arsenal fans still have their knickers in a twist. I've, I've seen a lot of things about Arsenal finally getting revenge on Newcastle United. <laughs> I don't know where this revenge and where this force rivalry has came from with, with Arsenal. It's really peculiar. I don't get it. Arsenal fans have, have now got this sudden hatred for Newcastle. We saw it throughout the, the, the first half where Karius wasn't even taking his time with, with goal kicks and 
and the whistles and the jazz were coming from the Arsenal fans. Like, just calm down, lads, man. Like, he's taking four seconds. Like, just chill out. But they've just got this... Oh, they've got a proper being the bonnet at the minute with, with Newcastle and Eddie Howe and, and, and whatever else. I just don't get it. I, I honestly don't get it. I don't think I'll ever get it, but it looks like it's going to stay there for, for a long time. They want this rivalry. Fair enough. They can have it from their side. Um, I've seen a lot of things from Newcastle fans saying that Eddie Howe should be sacked. Um, we're expecting more from this game. Uh, let, let's be honest. If, you, if you're realistic going in this game, you're not expecting to, to even get a point. No. Yes, you're probably expecting more of a performance in that first half. Yeah, yeah. You're probably expecting a, a very similar performance to what we saw in the second for the full 90 minutes. That's probably what I was expecting. I, I was really concerned that we, we couldn't get out, out of our own half. Of course I was. Um, but having said that, I probably will was was still expecting a 3 nil, well, three-goal deficit, really. Um, I would have been very surprised if Arsenal had gone on to, to absolutely give away hiding. And that's just me being honest. Like, as a Newcastle fan, you've got to look at these situations and, and look at other teams and think, yeah, we're, we're not at their level. We're, we're far from it. And and it's fine. Like, it's, it's fine. Things will change, hopefully, in the future. But right now, and I know people like to, to use this to be people with a stick, but we're so early on, yeah. on, on, on this um, adventure and this journey, which we are going at the moment. I think last season is is really threw a spanner in the works with, with fans' um, expectations. Expectations, hundred yeah. percent. It's it's kind of put way in a like a sort of a, there's a false narrative now of that this is where we should be. When realistically, if if you look, we've still got just just to name a few off the top of my head: Dummett, Richie, Lascelles. I think possibly Longstaff. They were all in the championship with were how however many seasons ago now, mm. like and they're still. Not just fringe like their their players that have, have been a feature for this season. Um, it, it is massively early. I think. I think the thing that does concern me, I say concern. I don't want to sound like a, you might have to roll the banner because it's going to sound like Eddie Howe out, and it's not the case at all. I don't think there, w- there would be anyone that would have were in this position um, or, or or better than the position that we're in this season, given the exact same circumstances. The only thing that. It is in my mind is it doesn't seem so particularly with the midfield three yes I've, I understand completely we've got injuries but for me he's trying to, to use the, the midfield three that we have at the minute as if they were the likes of Joe Linton Joe Willock and trying sort of execute a game plan with those three when realistically Bruno Miley and Longstaff are very very similar players they mm. aren't Ball carrying players that can press well. You don't have a natural six that can just sit there while the other two press. So I don't know whether it's a, sort of a limitation of how's coaching method, whether it's just the personnel, um, whether it's it's just something he has to develop in terms of looking to utilize players to their strengths rather than like a blanket approach. Um, but what I can't remember who was on about it, but when obviously Eddie Howe first sort of uh, became manager. Everyone was saying, yes, he's a good manager. You'll score three goals, but you'll concede four. Mm. You're now starting to see that a little bit, where we, we are just leaking goals for fun. I get there's a lot of sort of um a lot of reasons for that. But it's a case of should he be recognizing how we're leaking goals and imagine that and managing that? Because it seems to me like is that is that your biggest concern? Is like we've gone from being such a, a solid unit at the back. 
to now drop one off and we look at conceding at any sort of counter-attack that comes out. It doesn't even have to be a counter-attack. It can just be any sort of attack. 100%. So even last season, even when we were getting countered, I was never really that nervous. Like, oh, no, they're, they're going to score here. Whereas now, when there's a counter, I'm like, that, that's in. Mm. That, that's a goal. But for me, that and I, I think it, it does come down to those reasons of the who we have available in midfield at the moment. It's we're back four is completely isolated when when teams are playing through her. They aren't the quickest. There's there's a lot to exploit there. But for me, it's rec- like it's recognizing that and coming up with a tactic or a formation or a game plan to try and reduce that. Where the last however many games now we've just seen it time and time again. One ball is gets teams 50, 60 yards up the pitch. And that, for me, is the concerning part. I, I have no doubt when these players come back, the likes of Joe Willicks, yeah. fit, the likes of um, That's a huge Joe issue. A lot, a lot of people are probably the same way of thinking what we've just discussed there, Ian, is that, yes, it has been such a big drop-off, but then I think you still have to throw that caveat in there, saying that we're missing a hell of a lot of players that are so influential in those sort of roles, Joe Linton especially. Um, and obviously, we mentioned Joe Willick earlier on. It's... It, the fundamentals there and even like so Wilson not being available up top as well just hold on that ball a little bit yeah. longer it, it's right the way through Nick Pope well, I don't even discuss Nick Pope being, being missing as well huge you know what it is when when he got injured I thought he's not going to be that big a miss but again very much like Willick don't get us wrong I, I know Nick Pope is a good goalkeeper for anyone watching that Um, but you don't really realise what, what else he brings until he's gone which is the likes of that sweep just give the, the back four, that little bit of safety that we're not the quickest, but if the ball's over, we, we can count on Pope to be there in his starting positions great great. Whereas like Debravka hasn't had that. Um obviously mm. he wasn't playing yesterday. But again, the issue, yes, you can isolate single players, but I, I feel for me it's step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it's how we set up and how we try and administer a game plan with the personnel that we've got, because I don't think, particularly, mm. like I say, the midfield three that we've got can play like Joe Linton, where he breaks up play, drives yeah. you forward, and that's that's what needs to be worked out more than anything. But that all that being said, we're still eighth, is it, at the moment? Mm. We're, we're still in with a good chance of getting some European football. We've got the the fifth round of the FA Cup on Tuesday. If you win that, you're in the quarterfinal. So there are still positives to the season. It's just been, for me, a frustrating season for one reason or another. But Yeah, so if, if we do look at the table, um, yes, Newcastle United, 26 games played on 37 points. You've got Brighton in seven, just above us. Same amount of games played on 39. There's obviously a bit of a gap there. And the next one up is Man United, uh, sat on 44 points. So that's what seven points seven difference points. between ourselves and Man United, which which is is still quite a chunk. That, that's three wins before you even leapfrog them without yeah. them picking up anything. Um, if you look underneath us, um, it's a lot closer. Uh, if you look at it that way, West Ham in ninth. Uh, they have played twenty five games at the point of recording, um, and they are on thirty six points, so just a point behind. 
Chelsea and Wolves. Um, we won't obviously know Chelsea's because they play in the cup final cup today. Cup final today, yeah. Um, they're sat at 35 points to pair them. So then the next one down just to go is Fulham on 32 points. Um, so from ourselves all the way down to 12th, there's only five points in it. Um, with a lot of those teams with with the game in hand as well, mm. so Newcastle can be dropping up and, and in and out of that top ten in, in the upcoming week. So, so we've just got to keep an eye on that one. Um, that that's one of the big games out of the way, though. That's one of the games which, which people are probably worried about going into. Um, it was only three three goal deficit at the end of the day. I think a lot of people were expecting more. A lot more. Like, like was said, that goal at the end. Yes, it it makes things look a bit more palatable, but. Like we said, I think we're still hoping for a bit of a better performance, performance over the yeah. 90 minutes. And that, so that's, that's all that is. That's what it is. Like you, you can you can be angry at a loss, but you can also expect a loss. But it's just the manner of of how you lose. Mm. And I think what's important for us now, obviously, you just sort of listed those teams there. For us, my target would be now is, is making sure. And this goes back to possibly the Alan Pardew or the Steve Bruce days, where you had that little mini table, but that was mm. including the relegation zone. You, our target for me is is to be top of that little cluster of teams because if if you are for me, you'll get European football, whether that be Conference League or Europa League next season. Mm. Um, but like I say, there's still a lot of football to play. There's hopefully players to come back. Um, there's still a lot of winnable games. Um, so there's huge one on Tuesday, like you mentioned. Huge yeah. one on Tuesday. There's there's what I think is it seven eight thousand Newcastle fans here. Um, so it's going to be like a home crowd, really. Um, at, at I think Park. I think if you if you win that game, it makes sort of the last few results. Obviously, we've only lost one in I think six, but mm. you've you've got the draws against Bournemouth and Luton in there that you feel like you probably should have won. But it just makes that slight frustration um, of games. If you can win on on Tuesday, like you say, it makes it more palatable. It, it it's, a, it's a positive spin on on a, a frustrating time. So, like I say, it's still plenty to be positive for. People don't slay it away in the comments. Like it's it. We're just giving nice. on. Yeah, we're just giving an honest opinion of, of what we feel. Like we're not looking through black and white glasses, like like some fans do. Um, and the, there is still positives at the end of the day. Exactly that. Um, thanks for all those I have watched on YouTube or listened via whatever audio platform you listen to these sort of podcasts. If you are listening to the audio as well, just jump online, give us a five-star review. means a lot to us. Um, if you listen to the audio as well, always listen to the audio. I prefer listening to audio as well. But if you do want to see the videos as well, those are all available on YouTube. So just search for Gallagher Shots. Become a subscriber. Just like the video helps us out massively. If you want to give an extra bit back, it is just $2.99 a month to become a member. You get early access to content. All of our match previews go out a day or two before everybody else gets access to them. And they're always uh, great to watch. And you do get access to the members Telegram group as well, um, which is full of around about 200 people at the moment. uh, All Newcastle United fans and do have occasional meetups as well. So after the match, everybody will meet up and myself and whoever else is around will pop out to see them as well. Um, yeah, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. I'm back tomorrow night on the Always Smiling Faces podcast. And fingers crossed, we go and progress on Tuesday night and take some frustration out on Blackburn. Thanks, Ian. See you later in a bit.
Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.